0: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Girlish. My name is Gage, and I am here with my co host, Olivia. Hey, everyone. It's me. So, today we are going to be talking about yet again another controversial topic, kind of. Um, we're going to be talking about cancel culture. And I feel like I mean, we'll get into it, but there are a lot of topics that we kind of stray away from out of fear of being canceled. And I'm sure we can talk about all the instances that like public figures have been canceled unjustly and people get mad over nothing, basically. Um, So that's kind of what we're going to be talking about is just the whole internet culture and how people are so quickly to forget about people and say that they deserve nothing in life anymore after they make one mistake.
1: Yeah, it's definitely scary because we're both, like, obviously public figures or internet figures. And so it's can kind of be really scary to, like, um, I don't know, try and grow, try and exceed or try and do a career online and not worry about, like, the implications or how you may make other people feel or how they may feel about you. So it's a scary line that I feel like we're always tiptoeing over, trying to be as not problematic as possible. And we're working really hard to, like, I don't know. Try and talk about this because it can be a little annoying sometimes. to kind of walk on eggshells 24-7. And so we'll definitely get more into it. But before we start, we do want to give a big thank you to our patrons. You guys are incredible and you are honestly giving us such an amazing reason to continue the show.
0: Yeah. So we just wanted to give a little bit of a shout out to all of our patrons who have been donating. There is a tier that grants you a shout out every single episode. So we just want to give you all thanks for your support and supporting our project and funding us to be able to finally film this podcast together in the same room, in the same city, all that type of stuff. So thank you to Ellie Kim, Abigail Bowen, Joe Fan. Ali, Ali, Wine Cellar Media, and Kylie.
1: Thank you guys so much for just being such an amazing support. It's incredible to see our Patreon growing, our Patreon growing, and just the amount of like incredible support we're getting. And it honestly is giving us like some hope for like the future of the show and what it can and, be- and will become. And so I'm very excited. I'm looking forward to the future. Um, we both have very big plans for girlish and we're just excited that you guys, you know, are choosing to support us and wanting to help us out. It genuinely means the fucking world to us.
0: It does. I'm kind of shocked that this is episode twenty. Like we filmed twenty episodes already. That's crazy. Oh my god.
1: Yeah, I didn't even realize, but literally yeah. we're in episode twenty. It feels
0: like we just it started. feels like
1: so much. Yeah, it feels like it's so much, but at the same time, it it feels like so little to see how much we've grown in only twenty episodes. Like, I think literally like our tenth episode, in, we were like, I don't know, we've just we grew so much so fast, and we have such a great fan base. I do a lot of like promoting or pushing out on us on Reddit, and every time I post on Reddit, every, all the comments are "I already listen, I already listen," and it's like so cool. Yeah, we're twenty episodes in, and you guys are you, you want to hear more of us, and that that. Warms my heart so much.
0: Yeah. So, speaking of more of us, like usual, we do have a little bit of a chit chat before every episode just to kind of, you know, catch up with you guys and tell you what's going on in our lives. So, is there anything that's important or happening right now that you want to share?
1: Yeah, I kind of want to talk a little bit about my name change. I know I haven't really discussed it in the past few episodes um like the like updates or things going on or how people have been perceiving me or taking the name change. And it's been a very interesting battle, I guess. Cause obviously I used to go by Jay, now I go by Olivia. And it's been really weird. Cause like I had to tell I worked two different like jobs, two part-time jobs. And so I had to tell both of them, both management, all my coworkers, and it was really awkward. It's such an awkward situation to kind of being like, yeah, I'm going by this now. So I was very worried about how it would turn out. But everyone's been super supportive. And I was really shocked about um, the support that everyone's been giving me. And I don't know, everyone kind of caught on really, really quick. So it made me really, really happy. And if they did mess up, they only messed up like the first day. And then from then, like they just, they never messed up. And it's been nothing but amazing, kind people just supporting me and understanding, you know, my my feelings or why I want to go by that. And it was never like, there was no intruding questions, never nothing about my transition. It was just like, oh, she wants to be taught, called, referred to by her middle name now. That's awesome. That's great. And so I would really appreciate it. But however, there is this one job that I have, my one, there's this one boss at this job. Um, and she just, for some reason, she's just not getting it. And she's not necessarily the nicest to me. I don't think she even really likes me. But every time she has anything to say to me, it's always to critique something I did or to scold me for something. There's never any other conversations that we have. And so she'll always just like yell my name and tell me to do something or do this or that. And it's so upsetting. And so I, she's part of the community too. So I expect her to support me. I expect her to be kind to me. And uh, she's just not. She refers to me by J all the time. Like, and I don't know, it's upsetting because it seems like it's on purpose because everyone caught on so quick. It just doesn't make sense how someone isn't like clicking. And she'll say it and it doesn't even click to her that she's saying it wrong. She's just like upset about something, referring to me by a name that I don't go by. And it's just, it's such a stressful environment. She literally makes me want to leave. And I've been there a year and a half and I just, I don't feel appreciated there. So like, it's so frustrating because I'm, I want, I don't know. I just want to feel like I'm welcomed in the space that I'm working. And a lot of times it doesn't. And then, so she'll call me that. And we have new workers coming in, hearing her say that to me, refer to me that way. And then they start calling me that. And so now it's a new cycle of me like trying to explain to these new workers that that's not the name I'm going by. And the manager has it wrong. And it's like hard to kind of do that. And it's hard to kind of express my feelings whenever someone that is of authority isn't respecting you or your like your 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 name or how you identify yourself as. So it's just been an, an annoying process. And I'm getting so pissed off because like, what the fuck? Why is... You should be. Why is... Yeah, why, why, can't, why isn't she being a good human being? Because I understand that sometimes people, it takes time for people. I get that completely. But there's just this thing about it where she'll talk to other coworkers. She's so nice to them. But for some reason, me, it, there's like this obvious like disconnect with us and how she just doesn't, I don't know, like me. And I can just feel it. I just know it. And so when she does that, it almost feels like it's purposeful. And so I was really, I've been really upset about it. And I just have been noticing that they've been scheduling um, people like every single day or a lot of hours, but for some reason, me, they cut my hours significantly. So I was working all summer, like maybe 24 hours a week there. And now I got cut to like one shift a week. So it's literally like a six hour shift or an eight hour shift. And that's all I work. And so it's annoying because I'm like, what did I do wrong? Like, what am I doing wrong? Like, is and I don't even know because they don't communicate anything. So it's just been this stressful thing where it's like, I'm not getting the hours. I feel like I'm being disrespected. So I'm like, should I look for a new job? But at the same time, because I have two jobs, it's hard to work around both of them. And if I get a new job, will they really understand like my hours situation? So it's been a really weird situation that I'm trying to kind of float and figure out.
0: She sounds like the worst manager in the history of anything. Like, that's such a shitty way to conduct business. Like, I get that it's hard to switch sometimes, but like you said, everyone else switched super easily. Plus, she's the manager. Like, it's literally her job to make sure that you're okay at work. Like, that's her job.
1: It's so upsetting because like even our like big, big manager, like the guy that runs the whole store, he's even like, and he looks like he just watched his whole family being murdered. That's his face all the time. Like he's just always angry about something. But even him, he's been so nice to me and so respectful. He like came up to me. It was like, we need to fix your name tag. Like was very sweet about the whole thing. But like for some reason, her who's part of the community, who literally spouse works and I'm going to get clogged by someone who works with me. She's, she's, I think a lesbian. So um um she is part of the community and just for some reason doesn't, I don't know. I don't know why she, she doesn't get how, how much pain like it causes me every time she refers to me that way. And so I think, It's just upsetting because I want her to respect me and it genuinely doesn't feel like she is. So I'm looking for a new job. So any of you guys are hiring, um, I'm learning After Effects. Uh, If you need a YouTube intro or like you need some type of After Effects motion graphic, let me know. I'm your bitch. I'll edit whatever you want. Honestly, freelance seems like the way to go for me.
0: Hire her. You won't regret it. I know you won't.
1: Yeah. So I know a lot of big things have been going on in your life. So if you'd like to share, yeah. please, please
0: do. So speaking of jobs, um, I kind of touched on this last week. I am kind of in the same boat as you. I'm not necessarily happy with where I currently am. So I have been actively applying for other positions. And I just had an interview literally this morning with a company that's like in a completely different field and is like the start of a career for me. And it went really well, which I'm kind of surprised at because this is probably the biggest interview that I've ever had in my life just due to the fact that like this is not a regular hourly job, retail job. This is like for a career, like with an actual business, a salary, and you have to wear business casual every day. Like this is a real career. And the fact that it was so easy Easy. I don't know if it was the managers I was talking to, if we just got along really well, but the interview went great. They kind of basically told me that I was gonna get it, but I don't want to like get my hopes up too much and then get disappointed if I don't get it. But it did go really well and I'm excited because, like I said, I I live in LA. Like I need some more funds, I need a better paying job so I can function and live and get everything that I need in this expensive city. So I'm really excited and I can't wait for them to call me back or email me. I'm going to be super anxious until they do. But from the looks of it, it looks like I'm going to be starting in a new job. So that's so happy for you. I know. I'm so excited.
1: You really wanted this. You really manifested this. Like it really, for the longest time, you were just like, I need, I need this. Like, I really want this. I'm hoping they call me back. And you have such a good personality that I feel like you probably did get the job. And the way you're describing it, I wouldn't be like, I'm, I'm very certain that they enjoyed your presence and you're definitely going to get that position. So I'm really excited for what that means for your future, what that means for you. And I'm And growth is inevitable and you're going to fucking be that bitch who's going to be killing it, destroying the game. And I'm really, I hope you enjoyed the position. I hope that it gives you happiness, but I don't also don't want to put your hopes up if something negative happens. But at the same time, yeah, I think, I think it's safe to say, so I'm really happy. So congrats, early congrats. And I hope that everything goes well and floats well for you. I'm going to be a corporate queen. Oh yeah. You're going to literally, do you have business casual outfits? Are you prepared? I don't have
0: any business outfits. I need to buy them. Like I don't wear that, That that's also the weird thing. Like I have to buy like trousers and flats. Like, Oh my God. Do you remember flats? I fucking hate flats and I might have to wear them because I can't wear sneakers. Oh my God. This is so bad. I don't want to wear flats. I'm
1: sure you can wear like some, I'm sure you can wear like um, business heels or something.
0: Okay. Be the I'm just like having a flats, and I'm like not having it.
1: <laughs> I love a good flat. Just a single just a flat. I love flat. a good flat.
0: Do <laughs> you want a great place? No, 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 no. Oh my God. I'm going to be the fashion. Expert. You
1: should go back to the Target you used to work at and buy flats there. And be oh like, my this God. is where my big girl job now, bitches. <laughs> You guys are fun. well. I'm not. <laughs> I always have fun, trouble with that. Like what the fuck like how how do you, what's business casual or like what's business? Like what kind of things should I should I not wear? Cuz there's like yeah. different routes to go about. Like you I've seen people wear like business dresses. I've seen people wear like pantsuits suits almost type things. I've seen people just wear like some nice dress pants with like a, like a dress yeah. shirt. Like what like what is the route to go? And Is there gone. a route that's yeah, is there rather this more preferred? And, like, would, like, would your shoes, throw, like, wh- like, what, I don't know, like, there's so many things, like, what kind of shoes are preferred or flats, like, what everyone has to wear? Should you wear, like, a nice, like, dress shoe or, like, a heel? What is, what's the go-to? Yeah.
0: They basically just said, I can't wear jeans. And I was like, okay, that that's understandable. I'm not surprised. I just want to look cute. And, like, thinking in my head, whenever I think of like a, a woman that works in a corporate setting it's always like an ugly ass blazer with like a pencil skirt and flats and i'm like that's that's not me
1: don't drag I the flats do that.
0: i'm so sorry to all the corporate women out there who wear blazers and pencil skirts it's just not for me
1: but you could be a gilmore girl oh my gosh <sighs> I should just get pull inspo from their outfits. Cause I feel like when I think of like I business casual, I, or like business like outfits, I think of like Gilmore girls. I think of like preppy, like just preppy white girls, like Chuck, fuck me
0: up. You know, that's what I'm going to be. <laughs> All
1: right. Well, I hope, and I hope you have, um you know, the best luck with that and everything. So I'm, um, yeah, I'm wishing you a very uh, rich future and I hope that everything goes well. And hopefully you will move into um, a mansion in LA one day.
0: It's just going to be my side job until girlish blows up. And then that's going to be my real job. So.
1: Oh, of course that's duh. It's always going to, the girlish always comes first. So this next segment is our ad break. So I hope you guys enjoy this week's ads. So we posted a podcast a few weeks ago talking about Blair White. And we only mentioned her briefly discussing like our thoughts and opinions about a topic that she was discussing. And just us mentioning her led to um, a very angry person on our Instagram, (laughs) extremely upset the fact that we were giving her publicity or giving her like a platform almost to just kind of, I don't know, it was just expressing our emotions. And we a million times talked about how we did not support her politics. We did not support her politics. We did not agree with her politics, but just us even breathing the air, breathing like her, her name out of her mouths, like it upset someone. And like, I think that's the big reason why today we really want to talk about cancel culture and what this whole, I don't know, internet sensation of canceling people over mistakes, quote unquote mistakes And I don't know, I think it's really important to kind of talk about this because this is so prevalent right now, like within our community and so prevalent within, um, especially a community like the trans community that's very much, uh, I feel like, fighting all the time. There's a lot of controversial things and there's a lot of intersections within the community and there's a lot of sub-communities within the community and all of them clash heads all the time so i feel like someone's always going to be problematic some way and i think this is a good um episode for us to kind of talk about cancel culture and what exactly it is what it means and yeah just i i think we have a lot to say so gage if you want to start with anything your thoughts maybe talking about like what it, cancel culture is
0: yeah so cancel culture is definitely probably one of the most popular things that we like to do nowadays on social media essentially it starts with a person most likely like a celebrity or a public figure youtuber whatever they are they say something that is slightly controversial or people seem to take the wrong way it might be misconstrued or they might mean it and i think it's important that we differentiate between intent and accidentally saying something stupid but, on the internet, people don't really care what your intent is. If you say something that they don't like, you're cancelled, and that's it like you there's no redeeming every time you pop up, somebody's going to bring up the past that you had. they're gonna say, "Well, why did you say this? blah, blah blah blah, you're a racist, you're homophobic, you're transphobic, and it's just like a constant uphill battle at that point for that person to redeem their reputation, basically, because everybody has already decided that they are a bad person. And like you were saying earlier, the fact that somebody got mad at us for that particular episode, that I feel like personally, we were so careful about what we said. We preface many, many, many times that we do not agree with the politics of Blair White. But like you said, just because we said her name, people got mad at us. And it makes me honestly think like, I feel like one day we're going to get canceled. (laughs) Like we're going to do an episode that people are not going to like one day and they're going to cancel us and everyone's going to hate us. And it's sad because we're constantly trying to think of ways where we can introduce topics that are a little bit controversial because they need to be talked about. But at the same time, we don't want to offend anybody. And it's hard to have like these types of conversations when people are so quick to jump on your neck and to fight you over saying an opinion. And a lot of the times it's not like they're saying something derogatory or they're trying to attack or bring down another group of people. It's simply because their opinion or the statement that they're making differs from what everybody else thinks. And I don't feel like that's an adequate reason to cancel somebody. Like I get it. If you are a an abuser or if you say something clearly transphobic or racist, yeah, you deserve to be canceled. But if you say something on accident or you are simply stating your opinion over a certain matter, I don't feel like canceling somebody because of that is necessary or productive at all, especially to our community and the conversations that we need to be having in order to move forward. I feel like it just puts us Back a few steps, if not, keeps us exactly where we are.
1: I definitely, it one hundred percent like keeps us just in this constant. I don't know where I feel like it, it's so frustrating. I think you're right when you say that we're probably going to be canceled at some point. We're going to say training one too many times, okay. and someone's going to be upset about it. And it's going to just like I don't know. The world and the internet is constantly changing, and what's right and what's wrong is constantly objective. And people grow, people, um, society grows and things get wrong or things get right. And you kind of see that in the internet. You see that with the history of the internet, you go back five, even five, 10 years ago, and you see the way that our culture and what we, what we perceive as right and wrong has shifted from that time period. So it is really, really insane to see this, like this, um, cancel culture that that has thrived recently and it's like this new popular thing where someone makes a mistake someone messes up and they're all of a sudden their whole career and their whole personality now is shut down and you're supposed to like stop supporting them stop liking them and if you do support them then you're just as bad as them and you should be canceled too and like this is this whole I feel like nothing is happening with this. And this gives gives people no room for growth, no room for improvement. And I think that's like so important. And that's what really, really is what's needed for a society is to know what they did wrong, give them a platform to kind of speak up and for them to fix their mistake or for them to show that they aren't always going to be their mistake. And like you said, like, obviously, if you're like an abuser, if you're a rapist, if you're a killer, a pedophile, sure, we can cancel them and, you know, never like allow them to grow on social media, on online presence. Um, But at the same time, people who, like Shane Dawson, who said um, he effed his cat as a joke on a podcast 10 years ago or five years ago, whatever it was, like, I don't think that's something we should be dwelling on when it would definitely was 100% just a distasteful joke. And I think that there's a lot that people don't really see when it comes to how internet culture was. I felt like things used to be really, really horrible and people laughed at that. And so there was a lot of pressure to be that way. So people would like you. And I think the internet has changed so much. So I think it's important for us to look back at those mistakes and realize that we've grown and we're changing from them and we are sorry for that. But at the same time, I don't think people should cancel someone or not support someone because of something that they said was wrong, I guess.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, I have something to say. I'm probably going to get canceled. <laughs> I am going to preface this by saying I am very liberal I will say that. like, Oh, no. Why is I she going at this? This. I <laughs> am a liberal. I am not a Republican. I'm not a Trump supporter. But at the same time, I can acknowledge that most of the cancel culture, like pretty much actually the entirety of cancel culture originated from people from the left. And it's because they, you know, are very passionate about certain issues, which is understandable. But We cannot grow as a society if we are constantly shutting people down and not giving them a chance to explain or learn from their mistakes, like you were saying. So every single time people are canceling them or canceling comedians or celebrities for saying things that they have to apologize for later that weren't even that serious. It's just every single time somebody says something that goes against what the greater belief is they're canceled and i don't think that's beneficial at all i think that's stupid and as somebody that identifies with this group of people i can step outside of the group itself and understand that there's an issue and somebody's probably going to say something about that but i feel like i don't know i i just think that there's no point to it like it doesn't really do anything unless the person really deserves to get their platform canceled because of some serious reason there's no point to do that because then it starts yeah. to turn into bullying and it's like people end up deleting their channels or deleting their youtube accounts or their instagram comments get flooded with hate comments like it it starts out as cancel but then it keeps going into bullying and then these people are like bombarded with hate 24 7 for making a mistake that they haven't even gotten a chance to talk about so yeah the that's what
1: i feel like people constantly just, I f- want to be upset about something. And I understand like the whole like finding community in something you're passionate about, like a movement that you're passionate about. And if you're trying to fix the world or make the world a better place, I get that, you know, sometimes you have to attack the people that are causing harm, but it just makes me mad because like the, I'm getting mad at the people that are getting mad. Cause like, what's the point? Like, what are you, what is this whole thing? thing for why are you feeling this way. And I agree with you. I think a lot of people who are more progressive typically are this way cuz they believe that they they're sticking up for something or they're doing the right thing by being upset or telling people to stop, you know, being horrible. And I think there's good in it. I think there's good with calling someone out, but I think it gets too far when you're saying like destroy their whole career, ruin them, kill them basically. And like that's so frustrating. Whenever I was first came out I was like new, I was a new tranny. I was new to my transition. I was new Don't say that. to really, I'm sorry. I was, <laughs> I was, I, I was a new trans woman, femme, um, girl. And I, <laughs> and I was just really worried, you know, I was just kind of experiencing things day by day. And I was, um, not really up to date on the right or wrong things to say. I just knew that I was trans. I knew that's who I was. And I was kind of starting my transition. I didn't know the politics behind everything. And not all the time, everyone always does. Like, I think that's a big misconception that everyone always has, they know everything right off the bat. Like, no, people make mistakes and they need to make mistakes to grow. And that was my case. I came out and I wrote like this whole long message on Tumblr where I kind of talked about my transition. I think I made like a... At the time, I think I made like a small like GoFundMe because I was moving, and my parents had disowned me, and I was like, yeah, I just need like some like like some money to like get by or whatever. So I think my girlfriend ended up writing GoFundMe for me, and we wrote something out, and it was like something that said transgendered. I called myself a transgendered woman. Um, I referred to myself, I referred to myself as being an MTF, MTF trans person, which I think I still would. I would say I'm MTF. But I had a long message on Tumblr the next day after posting of being called transphobic. I kept constantly, I kept, was constantly being called transphobic by this person because I was saying MTF. And they're like, you're not male to female. If you're a trans woman, you're always a woman. And you're also not transgender, like correcting everything that I had written. And it's true. Like they're 100% right with, I shouldn't have been saying transgendered or things like that. But calling me transphobic, basically saying like, I don't know, referring to a trans person as that, it was so shocking to me. I was like, are you kidding me? You're attacking me instead of like like, I don't know, trying to educate me or being like, hey, you know, this is this way, this is that way. Like, you need to kind of start doing, you know, saying that. I don't know, it was more of like this attacking thing. And I got really defensive. And I think that's what happens to a lot of people. Whenever you attack them, rather than try and gently explain things or try to understand or make them understand, whenever you attack them, people's reactions is so intense and it's so negative. And when you're upset and you're mad and you fight like something awful with negativity, it's only going to bring more negativity. And so I think that's such an awful, awful way, I don't know, for people to kind of do that. Why are people so constantly mad about things? I feel like I can't go on the internet without it being like, hashtag someone is over party. And I'm like, come on. Like, what is it this time?
0: That's funny. I actually like somebody attacked me for pretty much the exact same thing in a video that I posted a while ago. I was basically saying that I was like male to female. And at one point in my life, I identified and lived as a male, which in my experience, that's how I view my experience. I am trans. I am able to acknowledge that at one point in my life, I did not identify as female. I may have felt female always, but that's not how I identified. I identified it as male and I lived my life as a male. And people like were telling me that that was transphobic and that I have internalized transphobia because that's what I think. Like, First of all, that's my belief. And I feel like this kind of highlights the contradictions that are so apparent in cancel culture. Like, There are so many progressive people out there who are constantly saying, well, you can't determine somebody else's experience or you can never tell somebody how they can identify or how their past experiences have shaped them. But at the same time, like that's literally what you're doing to me. You're trying to deny the fact that I acknowledge my past gender identity as a male and tell me that I'm transphobic because I, unlike you, did not believe that I was Woman, my entire life. Like, that's just not how I view my own personal experience. And I think I'm the only one that should determine how I view my own experience since it's mine. So I think it's so contradictory if you really think about the subtleties of like people canceling each other because they can preach all they want about being progressive and not judging anybody and not bringing people down based off of their own experiences. But that's literally what they do to other people.
1: Yeah, like I just wish that people allowed other people to grow. Like, that's the biggest thing when it comes to being a human is growth and understanding ignorance and why and how things are the way they are and grow from it. Like, even like moving beyond like the trans label or moving beyond the LGBT community, a big cancel culture is sur- surrounded around like specific words. Like, if someone were to say, something like, like faggot or somewhere to say, tr- I might even get in trouble for saying that, but I am You're queer and I, yeah. And I get called that all the time. I've been called that all the time. So in my, in my heart, it's reclamation. I'm reclaiming what has been said to me. It's kind of like the backstory of the girlish. It's like making fun of something that is, has been said. So like with the word, like faggot, with the word like tranny, um, with words like, like growing up, I, I, I was heard spick all the time. I was heard like wetback back all the time, things like that that kind of apply to me. Or even like um, words that are derogatory terms towards other people of other culture. You always see that's kind of a big thing that people get canceled over. And I don't think people understand the way that society was, the way that humor was back in the day. When I was in middle school, I played a lot of like online game and I know you did too. So the, like the culture online and online gaming, it was so normalized to say horrible things. And then I didn't realize these things were horrible. I didn't realize how awful these things were. Even me growing up in Florida, I grew up in a melting pot of different cultures, different peoples, different surroundings. So everyone said a bunch of awful things. Like you'll be denying yourself. If you can't, or you'll be lying to yourself if you say that you've never said something awful, if you've never said a racial derogatory term, if you've never said gay as in something negative, you'll be lying to yourself. Everyone has. We've all made mistakes. And once you grow from the ignorance, once you understand the implication or what those words actually mean and what they mean in society and how all this, all this works, then you can understand, you grow, and you don't say it again and i think that's what's being that's what's missing these days everyone acts like this big saint this big fucking saint that like you've never made a mistake in your entire life like you've never done anything wrong and you're 100% perfect and like just peaches and and everything's dandy and like it's not like that like we're all the same we all fuck up we are going to learn from those fuck ups and it's just about growth it's about being human it's about understanding things and and learning and when people deny you the the the, the la- or when people deny you the ability to grow, it just it makes the world a much angrier place, a much negative or more negative space, and it can it can just be counterproductive, like you've been stating. Like it just it doesn't work out well when everyone when everyone's mad or everyone's upset about something because no one is perfect.
0: Yeah, and cancel culture like does not care about growth or it doesn't care about the person you were before you made that statement. Like The second you say something that people don't like, it does not matter if you are a saint and you have done everything perfectly for your entire life. That one moment, it's over. And kind of the reason why I wanted to talk about this issue is because ContraPoints, which is a pretty popular YouTuber, trans YouTuber that talks about trans content. I don't watch like a ton of her videos, but from the videos that I have seen, like they're pretty good. She's very informative and she breaks down issues like so well, like they're so analytical and they're so easy to understand, especially for people that might be from a different political party or have different beliefs than most people in the LGBT community So I feel like she does have a very important space in YouTube with like bridging that gap between the right and the left and the people who don't understand and the people who feel misunderstood. So I've always thought of her as like a positive influence in the trans community. And recently there was like this big issue. I'm not entirely sure. I do want to read a few of her tweets just so I don't misconstrue any information. But the basic gist is that she is saying that Sometimes she feels uncomfortable when people are constantly talking about pronouns and saying, like, bringing up pronouns all the time when every time every time they meet somebody, they have to bring up their pronouns and blah, 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 and always focusing on pronouns. And sometimes from her argument, she's trying to say, like, I just would like to live and not have to worry about that. And apparently, like, that statement or the statements that she made were very offensive to the non-binary community. And they ended up canceling her and bullying her, basically, until she deleted her Twitter account. Um, So I kind of just want to read some of the tweets that she said, and we can kind of talk about our interpretations and if we think it was justifiable for them to get angry. And personally, I don't think so. So the first thing she said is that there's this paradox where I can go to a sports bar in North Carolina and be missed and ma'am all night long with no question. But in self-consciously trans-inclusive spaces, I have to explain my pronouns and watch woke people awkwardly correct themselves every single time they say, you guys. I guess it's good for people who use they and them only and want gender-neutral language, but it comes at the minor expense of semi-passable trans people like me, and that's super fucking hard for us. And I, like, 100%. Agree with this statement because I have been in queer spaces and friendly spaces for the LGBT community. And a lot of the times I feel uncomfortable because I feel like I can't say anything. If I say the wrong thing, everyone's going to get mad at me. And like, I don't know. I just feel like sometimes as a trans person, you just want to live your life. Like, you don't want to have to worry about. What my pronouns are, or should I like be offending anybody, or do I have to say this, or am I going to say the wrong thing? Like, sometimes we just want to live life, and it makes it really hard when we now have like this new wave where like pronouns are a big thing, and non-binary people are now starting to be recognized as like a synonymous group that trans people are recognized as. So it's kind of like hard navigating this dynamic between non-binary and using different pronouns with being trans because I don't know, it's just like a loaded question and a lot in this issue that I feel like we could talk about. Do you have any thoughts on what she said? Like, do you agree? No,
1: I, I 100% agree with her sentiment. I think I like 100% understand where she's coming from. I think she has every right to feel the way that, that she feels. And when people belittle that or take away that expression or like, the reason she feels that way, that it almost just invalidates her and her transition. It's so frustrating to see people getting so mad at the way, I don't know, our dysphoria works, gender dysphoria. And if you're mad at someone for that reasoning, then I think you're, I think that I can turn that and I can spin that in a million ways and call that transphobic. Cause you don't, you're not being like understanding of the way dysphoria is and dysphoria fucking sucks. And anytime I I remember working, I worked at a Papa John's for a little bit and I was a manager there and I was checking someone out and they were talking to me and they were really nice. They were like this cis person. And when I was um, checking them out, they asked me what my pronouns was, what my pronouns were. And I remember feeling so awful because I remember in that moment I was like, oh, I don't pass. And like, that's the first thing that comes to me or, oh, like this was just a friendly interaction where I wasn't thinking about gender. I'm just working, doing my job. And now suddenly it's brought up because you want to feel like you're getting your woke points for the day. And like, it's so frustrating because now my entire day is ruined because I'm, I'm thinking all these different things because my dysphoria gets so bad because someone isn't understanding that maybe for once in my, once in my fucking life, I don't want to, I want to go a day without having to think this or that about my transition. I think this is how I have to present myself or think, I don't know, like I'm not being perceived as the way that I want to be. And so whenever I understand the place, I understand um, gender nonconforming and non-binary people wanting to feel included. And the reasoning, you know, we may ask people what their pronouns are, is to make that space more clear and more visible for them. But when it comes to people like me, when it comes to other trans, probably like women, I know like you, um, it definitely can it can hurt because when people are being so dramatic, they're being so like overwhelmingly trying to understand the trans experience and it just makes things so much worse. It makes us so much more uncomfortable because my whole point of my transition is that I wanted to be seen and perceived as a woman. And I know that there's a lot of controversy around that that like oh I shouldn't be worried about like or I shouldn't be upset that I'm a trans person I shouldn't be happy that I'm a trans woman and I'm happy and I'm comfortable that I'm a trans woman but at the end of the day I am a woman and I don't want to have to think a million times in every new space that I go into that hey I'm trans hey I'm trans hey I'm trans hey these are my pronouns these are my like I don't want to have to fucking do that and I think that's a main reason why I don't even include pronouns in my profile um, in my bios is just and we can do a whole episode on like that, but it's, it's just, it creates this, I don't know, this reassurance, constant reassurance that I'm going through all this pain. I've experienced all all these things and it just gets, it makes me more uncomfortable than it does help me. And it just, it just constantly reassures me that I'm not like, um, as maybe passable or I'm not as comfortable as I'd like to be. And some days I just, I want to go and i want to feel like i'm being myself and not having to think about my gender identity every 24 seconds you know what i mean like or every 2 seconds and i just i wish that it was easier for us and it wasn't so constantly i don't know i feel like yeah. i feel like the in, yeah yeah the intention i i just think at the end of the day it, it's mostly for the bonus points of others rather the comfortability Or the acceptance of us, if that makes any sense. Mm -hmm.
0: And I think going back to contradictions, like people always say that trans people are way more than just being trans, and that we have separate lives and want to do so. But when I feel like when trans people who do have a platform and have traditionally been very outspoken about certain things, they decide they don't want to do it for a while. Like everybody gets mad at them because they feel like they're not using their platform. Adequately. Like for me, I don't have pronouns in any of my bios either. And that's because I have a YouTube channel that goes in depth about my gender identity and my experience as a trans woman. We have a podcast dedicated strictly to talking about trans issues and issues in the LGBT community. Like sometimes I just want to live my life. Like I I don't want to have this be the center of the conversation for every single thing that I do. And I think that's probably a big reason why I haven't really come out since moving to LA and told like a lot of people. I'm sure some of them have found out about it due to my social media, but like, I'm not going to, like you said, actively go around and say, I'm trans. Hi. Like, that's the most important thing about me is that I'm transgender. Like, that's not the case for me. And it's just kind of annoying that that happens all the time. And I I feel like guilty in a sense that I'm not doing more because I think people are going to get mad at me because I'm not doing that. And instead I'm just living my life. And I think there's merit in seeing like a trans person live their life without having to worry about politics or being an advocate or anything like that. And they're just simply living life. They have a career, they have a relationship, they build a family, they build brands, whatever they do, like just them and in itself being themselves and doing their own thing and living life like any normal person. I feel like that's just as beneficial as somebody making a platform and standing up for issues and all that type of stuff. So I don't know. It's just hard because I don't want to offend anybody. Like I hate confrontation and I hate making people feel bad or uncomfortable, but it's just like so exhausting, constantly worrying about every single thing that you say or every single thing that you post or not talking about certain topics. It's just, it's a lot. And it's, exhausting having to jump through all these hurdles just to say something. And sometimes you feel like you can't even say your own opinion because people are going to get mad at you for it.
1: Yeah. Like I I just, my whole life, anytime you can't, I can't even tell you the amount of times I've tweeted things and immediately after I've deleted them, just because, just out of fear of upsetting someone or someone being mad at me or thinking I'm problematic. Like, it's the most frustrating thing to just not be able to have an opinion or feel like I can't have an opinion on certain things because I'm scared I'm going to offend someone. The community is so, I don't know. I I don't want to say I hate the word sensitive because I feel like everyone's sensitive. Everyone has some sensitivity or some feeling towards a certain thing that I don't know, maybe other people don't, but I think we're very um, quick to be emotional about Certain things that I feel like don't need that emotion, and so like I don't know, I just I get so angry, so going back to the contra points tweets i i like I'm still so upset by it because a lot of times you see these queer spaces, I think they're really important, and I think that they all have value, and I definitely think to grow as a community that is um marginalized, I think it's important to find community of other people and to talk about how to grow. But a lot of these times, you know, these communities and these groups talk about us being more than our transitions. You know, we're trying to normalize us as people because we are more than our transitions. But when you're ever you're in a space filled with people constantly talking about your pronouns, like what pronouns you go to, it makes it seem like... We're not more than our transition. That's the exact opposite of how we feel about ourselves. Like this is our one key factor of our identity and this is going to be, control us for our entire lives. And so it can be really frustrating to live a life like that. And, um, And it's so frustrating knowing that people can be upset about me for thinking or feeling that way. And it is so scary walking on like eggshells every 20 seconds. I talked to my therapist about this because he was like, you really are afraid to have your own opinion. And I'm like, yes, because I live in 2019 and I'm an online personality. I have subscribers. I have a podcast and I'm scared of fucking it up and losing it all because people will get upset about anything. I'll say, like." I'll say it's Friday when it's actually Thursday and someone will be mad about it. Like I can't even like you know what I mean? Like I don't God even
0: just the days of the week. It's fucking rude.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's and that and that's how I feel. Like I just I I'm so scared to have any firm opinion over anything because I don't want to hurt anyone. Like I think my biggest fear in life is genuinely hurting other people. And, and it sucks because not everyone's going to always agree with me. And you listening to this podcast today, you might not agree with us, you might not agree with some of the things I say, you might agree with everything I say. Um, But I don't know, I think I'm trying or I'm trying to get better at understanding that growth and like being a human being is having my own mentality, my own personality and how I'm, I'm different from everybody else in the world. I am a different human being. And that's okay not to please everyone. But it is really hard when I like constantly want to make sure that everyone agrees with me and understands me. But it is really hard because I, I don't want to upset anyone. I am so fearful of that. So um, it is a weird thing and a weird time to be living in. But I just I think people genuinely should stop caring so much. I think there is, like I said, value in telling someone that they're wrong or how they messed up. But I don't think canceling or saying that they're over or like completely bullying them is the way to go. I think it's harmful. It's hurtful. And it's just, it's making the community more a hostile place than an accepting place than a community for people of all different walks of life, all different backgrounds. And if you're, I don't know, it just it it upsets me so much because I feel like we're constantly picking battles with ourselves and never the people that need to actually be addressed or never the awful people that we do need to be standing up against, so it's like one of these weird, weird things that I have so many emotions over, and I'm always afraid to talk about it, and it's just a scary, scary thing living in twenty nineteen
0: yeah, so if you're watching this podcast please don't cancel us, either our podcast or either of us. I have my DMs open. If you disagree with anything or you want to talk about anything, please feel free to DM me. Like I love having intellectual deep conversations. I love having debates. I like talking about this type of stuff, but it's only when the person that I'm speaking to is on the same level as me. It's kind of hard For me to have a conversation with somebody that's mad and yelling. So if you disagree with me or if you agree with me, feel free to DM me. We can talk about it. Um, I feel like that's kind of how you're supposed to resolve issues as you talk about them instead of just getting mad at people. So I implore everybody to put this into practice. I think we did a pretty good job at explaining why cancel culture is not always effective. I will admit there are times when I think it is effective, but that's only in drastic circumstances where the person is a shitty human being. But That's rarely the case. So I really think we need to start being a little bit more careful about how we talk to each other online, especially like if you know somebody like I feel like there's a lot of people actually that think like if they comment on my pictures that I won't see it because I have like 20,000 Followers, like I actually see every single thing that people comment and DM me. So, like, I feel like a lot of people think that they have immunity by commenting these things to celebrities and social media influencers and other YouTubers because they have a following and they don't think they're ever going to see it. But I guarantee you, most of these people are seeing it. And that's why it causes so many people to delete their accounts because they just don't want to deal with the constant messages and the constant hate and people telling them how fucked up they are and that they need to die and kill themselves. Like, is that like, I don't think that's necessary. And I hope one day this stops and we don't do it anymore because I think if we keep doing it, it's going to ruin a lot of things and a lot of progress for our community.
1: Yeah, I agree. And like Gage, my DMs are open. So if you have something to say, if I said something that, you feel is incorrect, please have a conversation with me, discuss things with me. I do see everything like Gage sees. I know when people are upset about something and if you comment about it, yeah, you, there is no immunity because I see it. I see everything. I'm constantly on my phone. It's like my biggest anxiety method or or medicine is just being on my phone, going through social media. So um, yeah, if you have any sort of comments that you'd like to add, please feel free to talk about it more with us. Uh, we both would love to discuss it more. Also, if you have any questions or concerns with this or you want to have like a more in like deep conversation, I think I want to start kind of doing like blog posts on our Patreon so we can kind of have more of like a uh, just a conversation with the people that are supporting us on their opinions and their viewpoints on certain things and whether they agree or they disagree because it's valid and it's important to have different walks of life and different personalities and different ways of thinking present. And that's the way we grow. That's the way we learn more. And that's the way we communicate is by expressing our feelings and our different ideas or whatever. Whether you agree with me or not, I think it's important to understand that we shouldn't end someone's career. We shouldn't destroy someone, bully someone because they think differently than we do. We often go through different walk- or different experiences. We see life differently due to the way we we're raised, through the people that have surrounded us growing up. So just because you're more privileged in the way you're thinking doesn't mean someone else is. So I wouldn't 100% like end someone if we're doing something wrong. Talk with them, discuss, understand why they're thinking that way and maybe try and find some sort of middle ground where you can try and educate them and maybe they'll educate you on something. So I think that's like the best way to end a conversation like this. So, um, yeah, I, I just, it's such a hard time, like, like trying to be myself and be me when I'm so scared that people are going to be upset with me and i just i want everyone to love me so please please love me
0: it's hard we're both like so, we both like don't like to get in fights and we hate confrontation oh i'm so a mega like libra
1: hard. like i'm such a mediator i'm such like like that fucking stereotypical like devil's advocate where i'm like trying to see both sides because i'm so afraid on stepping on anyone's toes like yeah it is really hard
0: yeah and i'm a cancer so if you yell at me i will start crying so don't do that to me it's traumatic
1: we should do an episode all on horoscopes oh, that'd be should. interesting like reading oh my like your birth charts that or brings up
0: a good point because i i was thinking the other day i was like am i a cancer still because that was my birthday or am i a different sign because of when i started hormones have you ever thought about <gasps> that
1: bitch i've never thought about yeah. that holy shit
0: I Whoa. know. Oh my god, we should talk about that.
1: I wonder if that is that a thing in the community. But I don't like, know. It's like a. New, oh my god, that's it's interesting. Like you're
0: born again, kind of like it's your birthday.
1: Oh, that's interesting. Ooh, we should. Oh, interesting. I want to talk that. to you more about that. Yeah. Okay. We'll definitely do <laughs> more about soon. that. Yeah. If you guys want a horoscope uh, podcast or an episode, please let us know. That seems like something fun to do. Something a little yeah. bit away from the transition, kind of a little bit, but yeah. Thank you guys again for supporting us and listening to all the things that we had to say. We really appreciate and love making this episode or the these episodes for you. It means the world to us that you are constantly supporting us so thank you
0: yep and like we said in the beginning, thank you to all of our patrons who have been supporting us. We appreciate every single penny that you guys have donated to, donated to us so we can work on our project also just thank you to everybody that has been listening week after week showing us love on instagram wherever you found our podcast thank you so much for supporting us and we plan on doing this forever until we are the biggest podcast on earth so just keep listening so
1: with that being said, and i oops (laughs) um have a great day everyone um continue this going on And we'll see you guys in the next episode.
0: Bye, girly. Bye.